You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah Scott, and today's guest is an actor known for playing Kristoff and Star-Lord for Disney's stage productions of Frozen and Guardians of the Galaxy. He's also a content creator with over 200,000 followers across all the many platforms that he's on. So welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome, Andrew, to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. So how's it going, man? That's a really impressive bio there. You've been on some really cool productions and uh, yeah, no small feat. So uh, I've had a pretty crazy background. I, I grew up in sports and ballroom dance, which is a weird combination to say, but played football, was a ballroom dancer for a long time. I went to college and was a cheerleader until I got injured and started acting. And and was acting and did started all stuff with Disney commercials. And that's taken me everywhere from San Francisco to Paris. And now since the entertainment industry is uh, on a bit of a different clip right now with COVID and whatnot, I've also been taking to social media and doing some stuff on TikTok and Instagram followers, about 180 or so over on TikTok. And then we got 16,000 over on Instagram. But yeah, it's been taken off pretty well, which has been a lot of fun, a good creative outlet for sure. Yeah. And do you score any dates through that? So do you have people sliding into your TikTok DM and showing up? Definitely have a lot of people sliding in the DMs. I'd say the most I've gotten was my time at Disney. As you can imagine, when you're on these different shows together and it's, you've got Kristoff and Anna and Elsa, and when you're doing these stage productions, the theater productions, the number of straight guys are fairly limited. So I was definitely, there's a demand for straight guys and especially if you're playing the lead principal role, you get a lot of attention. That's for sure. And and ladies, Andrew is built. He's got... I cut the gym short to come here and do this. I'm going to go back after this. This is my intermission. Yeah, he's, he definitely is something to look at. It definitely catches <laughs> the attention. All right. So let's talk about some of these stories. Maybe if you would be able to share one of the wildest hookup stories that you've had or just dating stories through your adventures at Disney and, and since. I learned real fast that Disney girls are different girls. They're a very specific breed and not all of them, but my most recent dating experience, I dated a girl for a year who had a secret fiance for the entirety of our, our time together. And before me, she was dating someone else while she had a secret fiance. The the fiance had no idea. Uh, They met on a contract. He moved to England. She moved back to the United States, moved in with a guy while she was engaged. Uh, dumped that guy, started dating me. So she had two different boyfriends over two years while she was engaged. Turns out she had like, a completely different name. She like uh, she lied about like, having severe illnesses from cancer and stuff like it, it was nuts. It was an episode of like Black Mirror or something. Wow, that's incredible. And how did it pan out? Like, how did you find out? Did you read a text from her? Gosh, that was uh, an interesting day. I was at a football game with one of our mutual friends. Uh, I was up in Athens, Georgia at a football game watching the University of Georgia play, my alma mater. And she, one of our mutual friends said, hey, are you going to this person's wedding? And I said, wait, hold on, what? And she's like, yeah, her wedding, are you going? I was like, she's engaged and has been for a long time. And my friend, my mutual friend was invited. And I was like, oh, no, actually, we've been dating for a year. And she just came up to meet my parents. It's very, fairly serious. 
Well, I didn't really watch much of the game that day. It was a great game from what I've been told, but I was just in that just ears ringing, zoned out zone for the majority of the game. But that was, they ended up getting married still. The guy had no idea. I messaged the guy. Uh, he, he was completely taken aback by it. I had no idea that I had dated her, had dated her or that the guy before me had dated her uh, while you know she was engaged to him in England. And yeah, she's definitely a manipulator. So watch out for those red flags. I used to be a little bit too trusting of people, I think. That's incredible. And usually you hear about it the other side, like the, the guy has a different mistress on the side. So you were the mistress in this whole calendar. Oh my gosh. I've been the mistress too many times. I was going to say, uh, we, were, we were talking earlier on the show and this wasn't the first. It wasn't the first. Unfortunately, it wasn't the first. Hopefully it would be the last. But my very first dating experience with actresses found this girl, awesome girl. We dated for three months until her boyfriend got in touch with me saying, hey man, what's going on with you and this girl? And I was like, what do you mean? And I was new to the show and the girl used that as an opportunity to say, oh, I'll cheat on my boyfriend with this guy. But I think what happens is the characters that I play, specifically Star-Lord, lend themselves to somewhat of a Playboy-esque vibe. And I'm very much Captain America, sitting on a chair backwards saying, so you got detention kind of guy. And girls get cut off by that. And they assume that I'm this Star-Lord kind of guy when really I'm more of a monogamous one girl at a time guy. So if they think that they can get away with cheating and then sure enough, they date me and they find out otherwise. That's incredible. So what would you say is, is the best experience that you've had dating so far? That's a tough question. So I would probably say, I'd probably say the first girlfriend I have was the best experience I had date. She was on the dance team for the University of Georgia and I was a cheerleader for the University of Georgia. So it ended tragically as most of my relationships have. And it was one of those to where like, we got along really well. We dated for two years, which is the longest relationship I've had. Uh, she was also my first girlfriend. was a freshman year of college. I used to be a super fat kid of school and middle school. So then when I got to college and slimmed up and shaped up, it was a little bit more in high demand and girls were a little more interested. And then I was, you know, considered a, an athlete, even though cheerleaders were, were kind of more like half elites than athletes mm-hmm. were halfway there. But yeah, so it was a good relationship. It was, we were cute, but it, it ended poorly as all of mine have so far, <laughs> but it's okay. Just staying optimistic is important. All right. So let's talk about that for a second, because before we started rolling, we were also talking about how you've had this streak of girls, either having you as a mistress or moving on from you and, and moving on and then getting married shortly yes. after. And so you've got this, it, it's, I don't want to call it a curse, but it, it seems <laughs> it's like very much like a curse. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I don't know who I need to, I need to take Madame Zeroni up a mountain. That's a holes reference for you up there. If you ever seen the movie holes, but yeah, I feel like I've been cursed a lot of the time. What is it? What does that do for, I think that's giving you a, an uncanny ability to navigate jealousy, right? Right. Because you still have to find a way to keep your sense of like self-worth and confidence up in spite of all that happening. And since you've been able to experience that several times, I think it's given you at least a, a leg up on a lot of the other guys who haven't had that experience. So from experiencing that, what are your thoughts about jealousy and how do you deal with it? I'm not a jealous person. It, it comes with the territory. I feel like for a lot of things, for acting, people are going to get roles over you constantly. And you can't be jealous. If you're jealous, it's, it's not going to end well. You're not going to have relationships like friendships with any of your actors, act, friend actors and everything. You can't be jealous there. And then I think the other reason is when it came to 
those girls using me to cheat on their boyfriends or in one case, a fiance at all times, they were still trying. Even when I found out they were trying to deny the other person and then still stay with me. I would feel worse if I was the fiance who had bought the apartment with her and was trying to do us. And I think one thing that was beneficial for me was waiting to date until college. I really got to know myself and be really comfortable with who I am and what I do. Just I'm fine being alone. It's, it's going to sound like I'm bragging, but ever since my TikTok started to blow up and my social media started to increase in popularity, I've been getting tons of DMs and I just, I, I don't care. I'm very focused on my career right now. And I keep telling them the same thing, which is I'll date again when I'm 40. We'll see what happens. I think that I found that if you focus on you and if you work hard and you're successful, you're, you're not going to have too many problems finding relationships. Let's talk, about, let's talk about that practicality of that, right? Because it's one of these things that's easier said than done, especially that you've had to overcome. You were late in the game. You had the issues with getting over your weight thing, coming in and finding your confidence. So uh, through that experience, what would you say are some practical takeaways that people could do to increase their odds at the dating game? And if, I would say, if you have a story maybe of a time that you actually were, were learning this stuff and you put it into practice and be like, oh, you know what? When I started doing this, I started getting better results. Sure. I have stories. I, I, I think I have a specific example that I can point to as well. But I'd say my advice would be invest in yourself. I don't mean just monetarily, time-wise. So for me, like I taught myself how to ball, I work out, I played sports, I learned how to ballroom dance. I, I've done so many like acting and cheerleading and so many different things, graduating from University of Georgia and just building up that confidence that way. Okay, if you just invest in yourself, you're going to feel more confident as it is. And then one thing that I had to learn to do, I used to be very shy. And this is going to be a very specific reference and some people may know what I'm talking about. Jim Carrey did a movie a long time ago called Yes Man. And I remember that particularly resonating with me. It was a very accentualized version of say yes to everything. But I was saying no to most things. Oh, we're having a party. You want to come? No, I wasn't going to go. So I put myself out there a lot more after I saw that movie and was like, you know what? I want to start saying yes to things a little bit more, trying new things, taking new opportunities and, and taking new chances to develop who I am, possibly meet some new people, work on my social skills, things like that. And it really has paid dividends. And it's something that I still practice to this day. Of course, not again in that extreme version that the Jim Carrey movie did, but in that same vein of saying yes to more things, good with more people, investing in yourself. I feel like that's really helped me a lot. Very cool. And so what would you say is the steamiest story that you can share on air about something you've said yes to? Gosh, the steamiest story about something that I've said yes to do. That's tough. When it comes to something steamy, my dating life when I was at Disney, it was really cool. I got to, uh, to date some really amazing girls, but I've absolutely been on dates before with people that I knew, knew they wouldn't work out. There was particularly one girl who was a supermodel and I knew it wasn't going to work out. She was gorgeous and she was a supermodel and an actress. And... And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say yes to this date. And I got to go on the date. It was a lot of fun. We went to a video game, arcade bar. I don't drink at all. Again, I'm very Captain America, uh, straight edge. But went to a video game bar and stuff. But I just said yes, just because, oh, you never know. And she started talking about hardcore drugs. And I, and I was immediately out of, the, uh, of dating her, out of that idea. But I got to meet some really cool people that she knew that 
led me to getting some roles and other things. And that was one example where I said yes. And I didn't have to lose to going out on a date with a supermodel. But <laughs> there's a very low downside to that. But in my prior life, I would have been, or my earlier life, I would have been like, ah, I don't know. It's, this, she seems like too much of a partier. And uh, she thinks that I'm Star-Lord and I'm ruling more camp than America. Oh, no, sir, kind of thing. And uh, but yeah, I got to make some connections and I ended up getting a role in a show out of it, meeting people and those connections that way. So that's about as, as steamy as I can get. But yeah, that's uh, my date with a supermodel. Awesome. Awesome. So what would you say are, are your turn-ons and your red flags when it comes to, to dating? Because I think like now, like you said, we've got a lot of DMs sliding in. What, what's something that you're looking for when a girl starts to talk to you and you say, okay, is this someone that I want to start dating? It seems obvious, but it has like deeper meanings as well. I look for someone who's into fitness and I know what you think. Oh, cause they're going to be hot and they're going to look good and have a good body. Yeah. That's part of it. But the other part is they've committed to making a chain and stuck with this commitment, which again, commitment to things is difficult and they've stuck with it for a while. And even when it's tough, even when they don't want to do it, they still go, they still put in the work and the effort. When I think that's a lot of how a relationship is. You're, it's going to be good most of the time, but you're going to have the days where you don't want to be that you know person, or maybe you're having a bad day. And I think that's when you need to know that, okay, you can work through this and then you're going to be committed to this and you're not just going to bail. Uh, that's something that I look for. I also look for people who are creative because I'm a very creative person who are career driven. I've been on dates before where, and there's nothing wrong with this, but it's not for me where I say, what do you want? If you could do anything in the world for a living, uh, you could be an astronaut, ninja fashion designer as one all combined like what would you want to be and they're just like i just want to be i have a job and i just want to sit at home and drink mimosas that's not my kind of person i like somebody who's driven and motivated and i also look for someone who's, who's honest i've had lots of issues with trustworthiness in my prior relationships as we had mentioned and i can't trust you which is also a thing when it comes to jealousy if i can't trust you if you're going over to your friend fred's house or whoever to go watch movies. If I can't trust that you two aren't going to be intimate while we're dating, then I don't want to be in that relationship. If I'm having to look over my shoulder and wonder what she's doing, that's not something I look for. So trustworthiness, uh, fitness, motivated. And then of course, just being a, a kind person, being a good person who I can introduce to my mother and my mom's like, I don't like her. Um, they, family-oriented person here. And uh, that's something where if I introduce you to my parents and they approve, then okay, great. And then red flags, I've had to learn this over time. One of which is if they are, if the person that I'm dating, if they're not going to be upfront about dating me, if for whatever reason, I don't even care what it is. I don't care what reason they have. If they're not going to be posting a picture of me on social media, if they're not going to be posting me on stories or bringing me around, that's a huge red flag that I've learned. For what, I don't even care the reason now. I've had the reasons of, yeah, I post more, but I was physically abused by my ex, which is a legitimate reason, but it was a lie in my last relationship. She lied about being physically abused by someone. So at this point, it's okay. If you're going to be quiet, keep me in the dark. I want nothing to do with it. If for whatever reason, there's any sort of manipulation going on there, that's a huge red flag. If you're trying to keep me from doing something like, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of times in, in relationships, one partner ends up holding someone back. I'm getting ready to move to Los Angeles right now. I think that's where you are, Noah. I think it's where I saw on the, on the email. But yeah, I'm getting ready to move to Los Angeles once things stop being on fire, literally and figuratively. 
And if I was dating someone here in, in Atlanta and they said, Hey, you got to stay. That's, that's fantastic. And I want someone who's going to motivate me and encourage me to go and pursue my career and pursue success. And I think that's something that you need. But yeah. So uh, red flags, you, you can't have someone who's going to keep you from doing what you want, what you love, uh, especially if what you're doing and what you're loving is uh, a positive thing. It's not something negative. You know, someone's, Hey, you should probably stop going and, and climbing trees to take birds nests or something. I don't know. That's really weird. You should stop doing that. But if, if your significant other should absolutely encourage you to, to do that and they should be open and honest about your, you and your relationship with them. If not, that's a sign to, to cut and run. And also if you just get a gut feeling, I had so many gut feelings at prior relationships where I was the quote unquote mistress and you, you act on it act on it. If you're like, I don't know, maybe I should ask, ask them the question. If you don't like their answer, cut and run. There's going to be others. Yeah. Said. So we're getting close to wrapping up. I just have two final questions for you here. First question. So what do you think is the secret to being a better boyfriend? If you could look back and say like, man, out of all the times that I screwed up or all the things that I did, these are the, this is the one thing that I would suggest guys should do to be a better boyfriend. This it's the most said thing. And hopefully this is the answer you hear the most because it should be the number one answer. It's communication. And that is the key in not just a romantic relationship if you're a boyfriend, but in a professional relationship, uh, in a family relationship, it's communication. That's the most important thing. If I was upfront about my concerns, if I was upfront about how I was, conf- how I was feeling with more things, if I asked more questions, maybe things would have been brought to light earlier with certain relationships in the past there have been a girl down and be like, Hey, here's how I'm feeling. And most of the time, I'd say all the time that I've had that experience, the girls have been very appreciative of that. Even when I had to break up with the girls, I'll sit down and be like, Hey, here's how, what I'm feeling. And here's why. And sitting down and hearing what they have to say too, because communication is not just one way, it's both ways. And it's not just hearing, it's listening as well. So uh, you need to listen, you need to communicate, you need to say how you feel and you listen to how they feel. Because otherwise you just don't know. And then those feelings, if they're negative, can just build up over time and often has a negative result as well if you don't communicate. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, final question. Then, we'll, then we're wrapping up here. And you can keep this short too. So what would you say is the best advice, the, the best love advice that you've ever heard? This could be a friend that was telling you something one time when you had a broken heart mm. or you watched it on a movie or read it in a book. Oh, the best love advice that I've ever heard. You throw me with, with, with uh, the tough curveball questions here. Let's see here. I always try to go back to Spider-Man because I'm a huge geek. I'm a huge nerd. If you yes. can't tell from, if you're watching the video version, you can see my background is absolutely just, it's Captain America and Iron Man and Spider-Man. It was Aunt May and I believe Spider-Man too, when Peter Parker was getting to pr- ready to propose. And she says, husband, which I think it's also, it's important for a husband, but it's also important for a boyfriend and stuff has to be able to put his wife in front of himself and, and put her in front of him in front of yourself uh, in order to have a proper relationship and a healthy relationship. And you have to be able to support your wife no matter what. And I think that's important. My parents have a very healthy relationship and we've been married for, they've been married for a very long time and they have the relationship that I admire to have one day. And I think that aunt may said it pretty well, no matter what, and even your girlfriend, no matter what, you got to have each other's backs. 
All right. Absolutely. And so how do people uh, stay in touch with you? And if any of these lucky ladies that are listening that are like, Hey, I want to get in touch with Andrew. Do they, are you on Tinder? Are you on Bumble? Like how do you not Tinder Bumble, but I do have uh, Instagram. I have TikTok. Those are at web headed hero. I'm web headed hero across pretty much everything. I have a Twitch. If you like to do live streaming and video games, I'm twitch.tv slash web headed hero as well. And yeah, headed hero across all platforms. Come check me out. Fantastic. All right, Andrew, thank you so much for being a part of this. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.